Welcome back, everybody. Marshall Media Montage, episode 13, where I'm going to talk about Home Alone with a good buddy of mine, Ozzy James from Kickin' Ass Podcast. I collaborated with him and we talked Ninja Turtles. Now he's collaborating with me and we're going to talk Home Alone. I wanted to actually kind of do episode 13, uh, possibly talking uh, Perfect Circle's uh, 13 Steps or uh, the Friday the 13th film series, which perhaps he and I can probably do both together at another point. I just wanted to do something. But I'm very, very fortunate to be here. I'm very happy that he and I was we were able to do this. We had to do it in three separate segments, and I wanted to do my little trivia and factoid for you before he and I get into it. <clears throat> so it's only three pages. It'll be just a couple minutes, and then we're going to get right into the show. Home Alone, a 1990 American Christmas comedy directed by Chris Columbus, not the Spaniard Explorer of the same name. It's just... <laughs> The circumstances he happens to have the coincidental name 500 years prior produced by John Hughes. The director also did adventures in babysitting 1987, the sequel home alone, uh, 1992, Mrs. Doubtfire 93 stepmom, 1998 bicentennial man, 99 Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 2001, as well as the sequel, uh, chamber of secrets, 2002, Percy Jackson, 2010 pixels, 2015. That's what the director did. Now the producer, John Hughes, which is also an incredibly large name that we or for those of us who are film enthusiasts should know, uh, he wrote and produced and directed uh, as well, but he produced uh, these films. Uh, Breakfast Club of 85, Pretty in Pink, 86, Ferris Bueller, 86, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, 87, Great Outdoors, 88, Uncle Buck, 89, which also has Macaulay Culkin in it, uh, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation of 89, Dennis the Menace, 93, 101 Dalmatians, 96, Flubber, 97, Home Alone 3, 97, which was... Definitely not nearly as entertaining as the first two because it didn't have the original cast. Uh, he passed uh, Mr. Hughes in 2009 at age 59. A very short-lived life, but clearly the director and producer knew what they wanted. Uh, and that's why we're talking about it because it was just such a profound film. You know, rest in peace uh, at age 59. Jeez, it's crazy. Uh, owned by 20th Century Studios, a Walt Disney company, the sequel came out in 1992. There were video games that came out at the same time, and there was also a late video game release in 2006. I don't know why or what system it was on. I mean, I guess at the time it could have been maybe Wii, PS3, or 360. But anyway, first three were theatrical releases, and the uh, last two were uh, straight-to-DVD releases. The first two are definitely the best. Uh, main plot loosely stars eight-year-old Kevin, the youngest of five. His sister speaks French to him, and then, <laughs> what did she say? Léon Compenton. And then he sleeps in the attic with his cousin who actually ends up being his brother in uh, real life, which is actually kind of funny. Yay, because he had too much Pepsi or whatever, and he wets the bed. We all know the story, right? This was the highest grossing film in 1990, uh, and it grossed $476 million. The first, uh, It first initially received positive reviews from critics, and uh, it was just an incredible, incredible film. Okay, it was uh, nominated for two Academy Awards for Best Score by John Williams, you know, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, he's done a lot, uh, for and Best Original Song. Macaulay's performance garnered him a Golden Globe for Best Actor, but he lost it to a, a foreign film and foreign actor at the time. The sequel, uh, Lost in New York, uh, the plot loosely, very, very loosely, loses track of the family vacationing to Florida while Kevin was in New York. Uh, on a separate flight, Kevin encounters the Wet Bandits, Harry Lime, and Marv Merchants, who I had no idea that was that was their last names. 
who renamed themselves the Sticky Bandits, and slapstick action comedy humor ensues, just like the first film. For those of us who already know the film, which no need to really explain, that's basically all I'm going to tell you, because that's why you're here. You already know the film. We just wanted to talk about it. Fast forward by July of 2018, Ryan Reynolds was actually attached to produce a uh, the latest installment, which I believe was the sixth one, if I'm not mistaken, called Stoned Alone, an R-rated Home Alone sequel. The project was set to be a joint production under Reynolds's Fox-based Maximum Effort production, while George Dewey serving as executive producer. By all means, look into it, Stoned Alone. It, uh, continues production known as Development Hell. I've never bothered to look into it, but it sounds rather interesting. So for those of you who want to look it up, it's out there. I admit I didn't travel down that rabbit hole myself and look into it, but it, it exists. Back to the second film. It grossed $358 million, roughly off of $120 or excuse me, $120 million less comparative to the first film, which that's still an incredible amount of money. The first film has a 7.7, while the sequel has a 6.8 on IMDb. Trivia from the first film, Joe Pesci deliberately avoided Kevin on set because he wanted him to think that he was uh, mean to him in order to get into character. Released November 16th, 1990. Trivia for the sequel, 1992. Macaulay Culkin was given 4.5... Wow, what am I, Irish? 4.5 million... Well, it makes sense because Macaulay, right? Uh, 4.5 million to star in the sequel, uh, the biggest salary given to an 11-year-old at the time for a child actor. For the record, uh, just a bit... And then we'll get to the show, of course. Uh, Kevin Hudson Campbell uh, does the cameo as the Santa Claus, uh, not John Hughes. Uh, I, I had to clear that up. I wanted to look into it. I was like, is it John Hughes? So Kevin Hudson Campbell uh, does the Santa Claus impersonation, which he also appears as the oil driller in Armageddon, 1998, Bruce Willis. The picture of Buzz's girlfriend, this was interesting, I did not know this, was actually the director's son wearing a wig because he thought it would be cruel to humiliate a girl in such a fashion that he utilized his son instead. Uh, I'd say that was a good choice. That would have definitely ruined the girl's life down the road forever. Uh, Jeff McAllister, the redhead, was actually the kid from uh, Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. Uh, Buzz quit acting as an adult and became a police officer. Kind of ironic, like how uh, Joe Pesci plays the police officer in the first film, right? And he also managed to show his dad the $967 on room service, Kevin. Lastly, Frank, in a deleted scene, plays a prank on Kevin by saying that his nickname in France would be Yank when he pulls Kevin's pants off. So talk about a twist of fate, right? Who's a little pervert now, uh, you know, Uncle Frank? I, maybe I ought to slap you, silly, right? Listening to the cool jerk. Well, all right now, you know, so this is why you guys are here. Without further ado, let's get into this film. There we go. Hey, <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Dude. Holy Stephane. shit, that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, that's life in general, bud. 
But hey, and just like life, we get it figured out. That's cool, I, dude. I haven't. I mean, I can't even speak English. You're the one who's been able to help me with all the, uh, you know, podcasting doohickeys and so forth, the bells and whistles. I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, dude, just press this button. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because like I don't know, like the the uh, link that he it was sending me to a different browser, so I just copied the link and went to my Samsung browser, and it brought me to because it wasn't allowing me to access the microphone that I use. Uh... So I had to allow it permission to use the microphone. So we're good now. Okay. All right. As is tradition, I will continue where I left off at Tom's uh Tom Scott and the LA Express side two. Oh yeah. Some jazz, dude. Hell yeah. There as you, you get go. older, you learn to like it. I mean, yeah, when I was younger, I was like, this is stupid. Well, as I got older, actually my taste, I was starting to really like a lot of blues music. Dude, yeah. Oh, I can tell you a bunch, man. New uh new artist, Jimmy Duck Holmes. He's uh he's done work with uh the guitarist for uh, the Black Keys. Hey, Akron, Ohio zone. <laughs> you still there? There you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, my my, my buddy uh, called me. I uh, I told him uh, earlier, I was like, dude, I've been uh, recording podcasts with uh, buddies. And I mentioned to him, I was like, let me uh, call you and we can talk uh, Kung Pao. Because he and I used to quote it like all the time. Remember that movie, yeah. Oh my god, I love that movie. But that's why we're here. We're talking Home Alone, Marshall Media Montage, episode 13, and I am with who? Austin James. From? <laughs> From Kickin' Ass Podcast, also the author of Blood of the Syod. As well as the upcoming possible sequel, Teased. Shh. Uh, I'm in between titles at the moment, but right now yeah. I'm settling on War of the Purebloods. I like it, I like it. Hell yeah. Oh, good. He left me a voicemail. I love that. Oh, my God. He leaves me like the most ridiculous voicemails. Uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and, uh, and we're talking Home Alone. I thought we were talking Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> well, yeah. So on that note, that film, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, Home Alone, man. Uh, yes. I, I didn't have too much time to write too many factoids. I literally have half of like a little notebook page, which is like next to nothing. So I could probably input that while we talk about it. But absolutely I, not. I know quite a bit. I know, like, as soon as we get talking, my brain's going to get moving. I'm going to, like, okay, I remember this. I remember this. And... Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think the first one overall has a higher rating compared to the second one. But just like how you and I were speaking Turtles prior, uh, I think I was always more prone to liking the sequel more. See, I'm in the same boat for probably a different reason. Go ahead. So, okay, I like I love the second one. Oh, yeah. And I think, well, for two reasons. One, that was the only one I had on VHS as a kid, so I just okay. watched that one the most. Yeah. Also, the first one, when I was a little kid, that the furnace scene scared me so bad, I didn't want to watch the movie. Uh, yeah, I think they painted that picture on purpose, you know, uh, the way that it was just shot, you know, produced by John Hughes and then uh, directed by Christopher Columbus from 1492. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Uh, yeah. He kind, of, he kind of found America. Yeah. <laughs> if by that you mean Amerigo Vespucci did. But yes. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, hence the name the Americas. Little little tidbit about, you know, America there for you folks. But uh, there you go. They learned some, a little bit of history. They're going to learn about fucking Home Alone today, too. Um, <laughs> or at least how we feel about it. Um, right. The first one, yes. Definitely the furnace creeped me out as a kid, too. Um, it's crazy that just the way that they were able to shoot it and like the coloring of like inside the furnace, the gate that it would pull up and all that. And then I even remember, uh, him being obviously scared of the neighbor. And then I remember he creeped me out too for a while. And then obviously you realize, oh, he's actually there to save Kevin. 
see, that's the thing. Like, the, even as a kid, the neighbor never bothered me. But like, if I was watching that movie and I had control, I would fast forward through the the furnace scenes. Oh, absolutely. Which uh... and even even as I got older, like obviously I knew it what like what it was and everything. I was still yeah. that little pit in my stomach from when I was a kid. You know what I mean? What were the okay? And then uh, was the tarantula the first one or the second one? I can't remember. That was the first movie. Okay, yeah, that kind of creeped me out too, especially like the close up shot and they put it on his face. Oh man. A fun fact about that scene: it was yeah. filmed completely silent, and they uh, they added it in his screaming later because if he would have screamed, the spider would have bit him. Oh, guarantee it! Yeah, that's in- that's incredible that he was even able to like keep quiet about it. That's crazy. It's Daniel Stern, man. I'm sure it's probably not the first time he's had a spider on his face. Yeah, he's done a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff. That's for sure. Um, super underrated as an actor, in my opinion. I agree, dude. Like I said, the narration of him on Wonder Years is just phenomenal. I, I think they tried to revamp that show recently, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he was in it, though. So, I mean, obviously, he's not really in it. It's just his voice. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it would have had the same value as in, like, how they did Girl Meets World. Because Boy Meets World just was much better. It was also, like, two different time periods. Like, Boy Meets World it was more of, like, it was kind of social commentary of, like, yeah of the basic family household at that point, whereas in Girl Me's World, I think it was just a Disney, hey, this is a fun show for kids. Well, same thing, for example, remember they had Full House in late, eight, well, it was like, what, 89 to like 94 or whatever the hell they did it, and then they had the Fuller House, which I was kind of excited for, and then I was like, nah, it looks like crap. Yeah, like, oh, like I, you'd probably know more than that. I was never a Full House fan. That's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, it was just one of those I love Bob Saget, but... Yeah, it, it was just one of those things. I always watched it with my sister, uh, it was like Nickelodeon in the mornings or whatever. But anyway, uh, Home Alone, as per usual, us in tangents. That's um, right. The first one, I I remember the NES game. It was terrible. The Super Nintendo game was terrible. The Genesis game was okay. But actually, if you ever get a chance, you know, play it any which way you can, of course, or purchase it for Game Boy. It's actually really good. Okay. Yeah, I was very thoroughly impressed. Um, I, I vaguely remember the games as a kid. Yeah. Terrible. Was it the one like there was like bats or something flying at him, or there was like I remember it had nothing to do with the actual movie. Sounds about right. Like he had like a character that looked like Kevin, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, eight to sixteen bit Kevin, sure. Right. Um, like the sprite work wasn't very good. It was hard to tell who he was. I mean, you could throw like certain items at like Harry and Marv because they would come at you, and then they would basically fall over once you essentially hit them within their hitbox and then they would come back to life here in a couple seconds. Right. And you had to collect items and throughout the house and it, it was it was pretty dumb, dude. The, but the Game Boy one uh, on a similar tone obviously Yeah, let me call you back, right? Okay. All right, bro. Sorry, man. No problem. All right. Bye. And we're back. For the second time. <laughs> this Home Alone episode's been a curse, man. We've been trying to get this shit done all day. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It, what was funny was, remember I called, or I uh, I put the link in earlier when I was driving home, and uh, <laughs> it said that I was done recording, and it was like, nice job. I was like, you recorded nothing. There's nothing there. <laughs> I think that might have been a flaw on my end, because every time I clicked the link, it would bring that warning thing up that I that I'd show you. So I think yeah, it was closing yeah. it out whenever I would do that. It's all good. That'd be friggin' funny if like it recorded and it's like, I just hear you like moving stuff in the background and like just farting and all that. <laughs> <laughs> hear the beeping of my scanner. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, that's a movie I never watched. Uh, Scanner Darkly. For some reason, that made me think of it. Yeah, I never seen it either. I know what it is, but I don't yeah, know, just never right. really caught my interest. No, I mean, I like uh, earlier Robert Downey stuff. It's uh, weird, like Less Than Zero. He's like basically Less Than Zero is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, I watched it finally, like for the first time, like uh, this year, maybe a couple months ago. I was like, okay, I it's I can see where it has its following. It's nothing like to brag about, but it's it's cool. Yeah, that's the same guy who did uh, American Psycho. I think was the one that did that movie, you or at least wrote, wrote the book. Uh, Brady Stanellos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking through my library and I just found uh, other stuff that I bought by Peter Benchley, the guy who did Jaws. And I was like, okay, I forgot that I had these. I'm gonna have to read these. But there you go. Home Alone. Uh, so yeah, the Game Boy game. I was gonna briefly get into it. So it's black and white, eight bit on the old gray brick. Um, obviously you can play it all the way up until like Game Boy Advance, which still had uh, the Game Boy adapter as well. You could play it on. Um, so it takes place in the house. You're obviously Kevin and you have to find items per floor. It could be like, you got to find like 10 jacks or 10 staplers or 10 pieces of paper, whatever. And then you take it to the uh, laundry chute and it goes down into the basement. And once you do that, you progress like down levels and you get to go to the basement. And it's, you know, it's essentially, it's an action platformer, I guess, if you will, like you can find like baseballs to shoot. And there's little collectibles and all that. And, uh, you know, Harry and Marv come at you. Actually, I don't even think it's Harry and Marv. It's like weird characters I've never seen or ever heard of. But they're like different little lackey minions, if you will. And uh, same concept, just like the other games. You knock them down, they can come back. But once you yeah, get down so- to the basement... Um, so I gonna say it sounds like they probably just couldn't get the rights to Harry and Marv or something. I, I probably believe that. I don't remember who the uh, publisher was for the game, uh, but obviously Nintendo made it, so therefore it's on Game Boy. But uh, yeah. it sounds like so LJN because in the early nineties they were like notorious for making like the mo- the movie video game adaptations that were very loosely yeah. based on the movie. Yeah, licensed games like that. Yeah, you're right. That or uh, Ocean did a lot too, which was right. the British company. Um, fucking okay, so. Pretty much each I, you pretty much change houses and then you uh, you manage yourself down to like the basement door. And uh, there's like a little like it goes by screens because obviously they can't show, show so much because it's a Game Boy. But uh, mm-hmm. when you get down to the basement, it's actually right to left compared to left to right, like most platformers. So it was a nice little change. And, uh, you know, one I think there's like five different bosses. Uh, one's like the spider and something else. And you throw baseballs at it. And then, of course, go figure the last boss. What do you think it is? The old man. No. Oh, that would be interesting. But uh, no, it was actually the furnace. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, you can conquer your fears. I finally <laughs> conquered them about six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it took that long? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Okay. Nothing like Christmas in July. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so... Although I will say, it is probably one of the few movies, like holiday movies, I can watch any time of the year and still oh, and be yeah, entertained absolutely. by it. Yeah. Same with like how I did my episode on Jingle All the Way. Same thing. I can watch that any time of the year. Right. Um, you're right, though. And then it's funny when we when you say that about like, uh, I guess, holiday or seasonal films. Everyone's like, oh, you can only watch horror and Halloween. I was like, fuck that. I'll watch it year round. Right, right. Yeah. Screw that. But there's like there's just certain holiday movies, like you said, Jingle All the Way. Like, I think that's more it's a Schwarzenegger movie that has Christmas in it other than it being a Christmas movie that stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. You could it's say like, the same thing about Die Hard. Everybody's like, it's not. I'm like, dude, it's a Christmas movie, right? And that's starting this whole slippery slope. Okay, I guess Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Lethal Weapon One's a Christmas movie. It's like, okay, Die Hard was specifically a Christmas, like centered in Christmas. <laughs> I am glad you clarified that. Thank you. A stamp of approval. Um. So, 
back to Tom Scott and the LA Express. <laughs> 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 I got Benny Goodman probably coming up next. Good old classic jazz. Um, so <clears throat> the first film I loved, uh, I think it was the pizza delivery man, right? He would always knock over the statue. I loved that. Yeah, that became an ongoing joke for the first two movies. <laughs> Fucking great. Oh, my God. Um, and then uh, I forget the name of the pizza company that he was with. I don't remember. I'm sure it was just some generic pizza name. I, and I bet if I had like a multiple choice, I'd be like, that's it. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But he basically looked like older Kevin in a sense, which is kind of funny. Right. Uh, and- uh, what is it? I even love when like <laughs> he grabs uh, like Buzz's uh, girlfriend's photo. Oh, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> right. He's going through his private stats. He sees like the yeah. Playboy and like stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. He finds all his money, which is like, I want to know what his brother did to have all that money for him to like just like buy pizza, buy all the ice right. cream stuff and yeah, cause, cause go Kevin's grocery shopping. Place. Right. Because Kevin. Yeah. And then the bag breaks at the grocery store or he's walking home. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, because he think he stole the toothbrush because he saw yeah. the old man. Yeah, and then he's sliding on the ice for like what seems like a mile. Whoa! And you're, like, <laughs> you're like, no way! Like, clearly, but it's, it's like, but it's all right. I mean, clearly, Christopher Columbus was like, all right, bring in the rope. You're gonna pull him. Like, it's <laughs> just there's no way. I, I wonder. I bet. I bet I can look it up and probably find information on that. Yeah, and I'm like, how could nobody catch him? I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be a movie if they caught him. But I mean. Right, just a little suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I was like, right. You think about the actual, like, laws of physics there. I'm like, okay, he's going through people's legs. I think somebody would have stopped him. Yeah, it's like compared to all the damage that the guys take at the end of the movie, it's actually pretty plausible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like, I, I, think I, I, watched, I watched this thing on YouTube. It was going over uh, – it goes over certain movies, like what that injuries actually would have been in real life, and one of them oh, was yeah. Home Alone. It said Harry and Marv actually like died like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, with the paint cans to the head and falling back, yeah, they would have knocked yeah. out or broken their back or whatever. And everyone's uh, favorite, uh, stepping on the nail. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was uh, Marv, right? Yep. Yeah, and then I think it's the second one where, uh, yeah, Harry gets his uh, head on fire. Uh, I think it's yes. Yeah, it's the second yeah, one. The second yeah, yeah. One. It's it's the blowtorch to the door, and then he puts his head into the freaking gasoline toilet. <laughs> and it blows up the whole apartment. <laughs> I think that, yeah. <laughs> I think I love got- that one, too, because uh, especially the sequence when I, I always, I feel like you and I, we always admire certain tidbits from movies because we both enjoy the idea of special effects when it's uh, practical effects for that matter. Like when uh, Marv, you know, turns into the skeleton. Prime yeah, he's like... getting electrocuted. <laughs> love that. <laughs> that's still like, it almost, I get like, you know how you love my crying laugh. That's, that's the scene that always does it for me. Dude, I mean, even though it's probably as simple as just like, okay, here's the fake electrocution. Here's the fake skeleton for a few seconds. Now pan back to Marv and we'll just edit it later. I mean, right. it was as simple as that, but it was still, it's still very effective. Yeah, it's like that, and when uh, he's throwing the bricks off the side of the building, it keeps cracking Marvin in the face. It oh, yeah, gets me every bricks. single time. Stuck brick, kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, throw another one, throw another one. He's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> throw down your camera, and we won't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> it I mean, it, what's so funny is that, like, they're so, like, 
it's such a good duo, but then knowing what you and I know as far as the history of those actors and their movies, you know, obviously Raging Bull, Joe Pesci, uh, right. Once Upon a Time in America, 1984, Casino, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Like yeah, I mean, to do this, obviously he did My Cousin Vinny, which is definitely another iconic uh, comedy, but uh, Daniel it Stern just, is primarily, I feel like, known for comedy. He was a comedy. What, 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 he did, what was it? Was it uh, Pool Hall Junkies? Was he, wasn't he? Was he in that one? That's a really good, uh, you know, pool shark film. I, I mentioned that to a lot of people to watch that one. We should probably cover that sometime. I, I didn't even. I, I, it. I don't know if I'm even thinking of the right movie there, but there was a movie. It was like him. It was uh, Mickey Rourke was in it. I think Kevin Costner was in it. I could be completely wrong, but that I believe is a different film. But Pool Hall Junkies is like basically a pool shark film to me. This is how I view it. I mean, if I lose listeners, whatever. But I mean, I feel like I see it like basically an indie pool shark meets like slc punk like it just has that cult kind of following to it yeah absolutely okay yeah i am thinking of a different movie but yes yeah. i totally agree with you yeah and, and i want to say like his buddy next to the white guy um he reminded me of ernie reyes jr perhaps it was i can't remember but it's definitely an asian fellow who looks just like him it could have been his. It could have been his father, Ernie Ray Senior, because he looks. He's like identical to him, and he was a big time actor, apparently. I mean, but then again, remember? I think Pool Hall Junkies was probably like ninety nine, two thousand one, or something. It came out a little later, but it's that's it's really right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I still use the. I love the one quote in that. Um, he, I think he's at like a car dealership or something, and he's like hustling the car dealer, and he's like, "I bet you, I can tell you where you got your shoes." And he was like, no, you can't. I got these like overseas in India, whatever, yada, yada. He's like, I didn't tell you where you bought them. He was like, I told you where you got them and you got them on your feet. And I was like, I fucking love that line. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, okay, Home Alone. Uh, yeah, the first one definitely, just in relation to how, dude, it's totally Ninja Turtles. Because the first one definitely has that darker tone, like a comic book kind of quality in relation to how all the action sequences are kind of set up in relation to, you know, creating that, a whole uh, premise of the booby traps, you know? And then the second one, it definitely has a little more of a uh, quirky feel, like love feel to it. Don't you, don't you agree? I agree with that. I've, I've, and I think, uh, I think it was John Hughes that wrote it. I like, I, I have not looked this up. This is me just coming off my top of my head. But I it have a feeling he had a, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had a huge influence from like old school, like Looney Tune cartoons like that kind of comedic thing of like using objects to hit the other person with oh, that's totally. what i always got got from that so yeah, like, okay he was definitely yeah. a wily e. coyote kind of oh, feel yeah. yeah they're both i can't even speak english they're both it's like wily e. coyote and sylvester like teaming up versus you know like bugs bunny or something right and that's the kind of feel i got from it yeah and it totally works you know it was it's phenomenal then. I want to say IMDb gave it like a 7.8, and I was like, that's high regard. I totally agree with that. At least yeah, the first it's, film. it's a great movie. And, yeah, I mean. And, it, and, it's, and it's again, it's one of those, it's a family film, but it kind of speaks to everybody. It's not just like specifically kids or specifically adults. It's a great mixture. And, and I feel like a lot of, whether it be uh, pop culture references uh, to music movies or whatever, like it's still relatable then as it is now. Like there's nothing that I'm like, oh, that's really dated. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's still it it held up really well. Like not so much for like the third and fourth and whatever that. No, I've only there seen was... the third one as far as the, uh, you know, subsequent sequels that didn't have Macaulay Culkin. But go ahead. Like I saw the fourth one, I couldn't tell you anything about it because it was just like a one and done kind of thing. And I know another one just came out like this year or last year. Yeah, but again, I just 
Like, like I'm with you. It's like if Macaulay Culkin's not in it, I'm pretty much okay. I'm done. You know? No, I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, it would be kind of cool. He uh, reprised the role as like, let's say, quote unquote, John Hurd's character, the dad, and he had like a son or something. I might be kind of intrigued about that. Right, and I know Macaulay Culkin for uh, he did a YouTube short. It's like a ten minute video. Uh huh. It's him. He's like an Uber driver, and he picks somebody up, and then he ends up in the back seat, and he's telling the story. He's like, "It's like my mom left me twice, you know." And then this guy that talks like Yosemite Sam is running after me. He's, it's like it fucks. <laughs> he's like it fucks you up a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. No, I never seen that. I definitely saw the AVGN episode with him, though. That was funny. Yeah, he's uh, definitely come out of his shell in the last like couple of years. He's doing a lot yeah. more podcasts, and I, I don't think I told you. I uh, actually mm, probably a year or so ago, uh, I went to the Long Beach uh, antique swap meet, and he was there with his girlfriend. He's definitely he's short, and I snapped a picture of him, and I think he saw me snap a picture of him, and I just kept walking. I probably could have talked to him, but I was like, nah, I don't want to bug him. Right. Yeah. I had I had a similar uh, like encounter like a long long time ago on a flight. Because uh, the, the the WWF wrestler uh, Mick Foley was on the same okay. flight as me, and I'm a huge Mick Foley fan, but I, I, I got starstruck, are. and I was like, okay, I don't want to bring attention to this guy. I don't want – I just will just like – I'm just happy I got to see him in person, and he's huge. <laughs> Dude, I uh, I was thinking about you earlier. Like I said, I had my uh, – okay, we'll get back to Home Alone in a minute, but I, uh, <laughs> I went and got my uh, truck taken care of, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see what toys they have at Big Lots. And they had uh, the Power Rangers toys. They had the Red Ranger one with uh, the little car that I showed you before. It wasn't okay. And I was like, I don't know if he wants this one. So I didn't get it for you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty much all about the Green Ranger and all that stuff. And and like I have like the the original flip head still in the box and I have it in a case and everything. And Uh okay, what about the White Ranger? Was it was the same guy, wasn't it? Yeah, same guy. That's what I thought. Okay. Which actually, like, I was that kid. Like, I was like, I was happy they kept Jason David Frank on the show, but I was a Green Ranger fan. I was not a White Ranger fan. <laughs> I remember I had the sword with like the little like Saba, or like the lion on the end of it, or something. Yep, Saba. You would know about Simba. <laughs> oh man. Um. So the first one. I remember, I think you, uh, you also see that sequence, uh, what is it, where he's like eating all the ice cream and he's like, mom, I'm eating all the ice cream. You know, I loved how he throws in the old like mobster VHS and I've looked into it, uh, Angels with Filthy Souls. I'm pretty certain that it was literally specifically tailored just for that film. Like it's not it, actually a movie. It was because that actor, the guy that, the guy that plays the guy with the Tommy gun, he yeah. was a big star in the eighties. Like a lot of the, the Canon film action movies, like a lot of the Chuck Norris movies he was in. Okay. So yeah, like he, if he if that movie would have been real, it was definitely it was definitely looked like it was based in like the fifties and sixties. In right. that time, he would have been like much much older. But yeah, that movie was specifically made for that clip for okay. that scene. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I thought you were about to tell me like, oh no, it's a different title. I was like, if you knew what it was, I was like, tell me, I want to watch that movie. No, I can't remember what the actor is. I just know he was in a Chuck okay. Norris movie called Code of Silence. That was actually really good. Like, if you want a good Chuck Norris movie, that's not campy and over the top. That's a great movie. I still want to watch Nice Guys Finish Last, and I think the last one I watched was like The Octagon, and I was like, it's okay. Yeah, he's Norris is extremely hit or miss. Not like no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> actually a good one. <laughs> Um, okay, the first one, uh, I loved the BB gun sequence, too, when he's, like, shooting, like, the little army men out of the shoot. Like, just little sequences like that. And I loved that, like, is it the first one or the second one with, like, Uncle Frank? And then, remember, he has, like, Bozo the Clown in the shower? 
Yeah, he's like, you nosy little pervert. Yeah, get out of here, you nosy little pervert. I'm going to slap you silly, yeah. Let's be honest, that movie gave, like, us kids a pretty vast vocabulary for a young age. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, like, cheapskate. That was the first yep. time I ever heard that word. I was like, what does he mean? Like, I, you know, in my mind, because at the time we were roller skating, I'm like, somebody found some cheap roller skates? Like, what? Right. And I remember from the first movie, I got in a lot of trouble because me and this kid had watched it. And we were playing in his treehouse. Like, yep. we were playing tag or something. And I yelled, come and get me, you big horse's ass, not knowing yep. what it yep. meant. Yep. And my mom, my mom rushed out there and whooped my ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I also okay on on that note as far as learning words I remember seeing Patch Adams with Robin Williams and I think it was Philip Seymour Hoffman's character rest in peace I think he called somebody a prick and I remember seeing that with my dad and I was like prick like what is that and then I asked my dad I was like what is that and he was like oh it's like like a dickhead and you know and then in my mind like I've always associated that word with like oh you're calling somebody a dickhead like <laughs> I just yeah I you, never... you actually you don't actually think about like what it means when you're that young because you don't no, know and not at all but uh okay so the first one it didn't have uh what is it oh my god duncan's toy chest because that's the second one you have two turtle yep. doves i thought that thing was that was that was kind of a stupid character in my mind and uh, i think that's the i want to say that's the older actor from the original national lampoon's vacation remember mr wally that's him yep it's exactly who it is yeah it's crazy that he managed to age that much within what maybe i'd say like 20 years because yeah, he, he was a well-seasoned actor, man. Like yeah. he he was doing a lot of kid stuff. Like he was in Rookie of the Year. He was the uh, owner of the uh, baseball team of, of okay. the Cubs. Okay. Uh, like you said, he did the Home Alone movies. He just he was doing yeah. a lot of stuff for kids. Like I think towards the end of his run. And I mean, maybe I'm being too rash. I mean, I I maybe it, it could have been anybody in that particular uh, right right you know, setting. I just I felt like it was just a dumb character. Same with like. The homeless lady. I was like, this is just really dumb. But like I said, they were trying to make it a little more homely. But I mean, the whole concept right. of like them trying to incorporate like the homeless that, hey, they are people too and they can clearly help is a great idea. I just didn't feel like it was very fitting for the film. That's just me. Right. And I, I can I can see where you're coming from. Like, as a, I remember just watching as a kid, it was just part of the movie, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, as I got older, it's like I kind of just wanted to see the hits. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean. You know, the incorporation of other characters, they were just trying to, I think it could have just been fillers for all I know. But I loved when, like, you know, she threw, like, the bird seed and she was like, run, Kevin. And then all the birds just attacked, you know, Harry and Marv. And, like, people don't realize that, like, at least I did until, like, years later. It's like the yeah. second movie had a pretty star-studded cast. Yeah. Uh, I like love uh, fucking Tim Trump, Curry Trump and, and Rob Schneider and Trump. <laughs> What's that? Trump is in it, too. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Last the door on the left. <laughs> The Ding Dang Dong Plaza Hotel. And everybody wanted that. What was it? A Talk Boy? Is that what it was called? Yeah, the Talk Boy. Yeah, I was going to say uh, there's a lot of different variants of those. I thought there was only like the gray one, but I found out there's a bunch of them. Um, yeah, that was huge. I think that was like the number one uh, thing bought for Christmas that year. Yeah. Because uh, what he wanted a little refrigerator with a key. That's right. <laughs> and credit card, you got it. <laughs> He's just yeah. completely just just draining his dad's account. I mean, I definitely okay. I think comparatively, how I keep referring to Ninja Turtles because I feel like there's a lot of comparisons, but despite there being no anthropomorphic creatures, but uh, because I feel like I can quote the second one more than I can the first. But uh, I definitely remember the first. I feel like I just remember the second one more. But no, I was just laughing because uh, <laughs> remember what is a. They they get on his or he Tim Curry gets on his knees in the hotel room and he's like I love you <laughs> yeah because uh, he's playing the the movie and yeah, he's Angel, just yeah 
Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Only something like Tim Curry could pull off it, and it's just not, and it's not stupid, and it's hilarious. No, and then that like just incredibly just creepy smile that he gives, and he's like stolen credit card. Yeah. Right, and it does the uh, the pad over or the the faded shot of like he was watching the Grinch, and then it goes into his smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like perfect. Um, I think he could have done it too, perhaps, but it would have been definitely a darker film rather than Jim Carrey's, which I thought was hilarious. But yeah, it was okay. It, it was it was funny. It was better than the Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers, but whatever. Yeah, because he Mike Myers didn't even want to do that movie. He was contractually obligated. Oh, geez. Yeah, there's a whole history of like he just did not want to do it. He just did it for the paycheck. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Hey, shit walks and money talks, right? Right. Um. So, uh, what is it? Remember, uh, Rob Schneider's like Herbert Hoover stayed on this floor, and he's like the vacuum the guy. Vacuum guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, president. <laughs> <laughs> but he like tips him gum. Yeah, yeah. And then he ends up having money, and he's like, "Oh, you don't want the money? Wait, 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 wait." <laughs> yeah, he pulls out that huge wad of cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like I get it that he used the credit card, but it's like, how yeah. the hell did he get the cash? <laughs> right right that's very true yeah because uh right he wouldn't have known the pin in order at the atm machine yeah right and uh i love uh the fact that like when they first remember like those old credit card scanners even like the one that the woman uses you know like a little like slide machine yeah i i like that's obviously a little dated but in regards to kevin's response i feel like that's totally valid to probably how a kid at his age would have acted like whoa it worked yeah, just out loud, not even realizing you're saying it out loud. Yeah, I mean, you're a kid. You don't have a filter. But the thing is, like, the woman heard it. I think that would have been, like, the first red flag. Like, uh, you know well, what I mean? She, she did. Remember, she reports it to uh, Tim Curry right after that. Hey, you're right. You're right. I yeah. stand corrected. Or sitting corrected, <laughs> however you're doing this right now. I'm yeah, I'm sitting on my porch right now. With a cigarette? Give me one. Uh, not at the moment, but... <laughs> Momentarily. <laughs> um, so, uh... Like I won't be able to be on here too much longer because I, I do have to put my kids to bed and everything. But one You're thing good, I wanted man. to a- ask you about these movies: Have you heard about like the the theories of what his dad did for a living to afford everything? No, I've never heard like fan theories. But uh, by all means, go into that. How like how much time you think you got? Maybe like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, maybe five, <laughs> five, oh, ten. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll 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 make it I'll make it worth it. All right. <laughs> so like the. I heard the most of was one that he was a former FBI informant. Okay. And the other one was he was an ex mob boss. Interesting. Or asso- association that said the, the the evidence they support for the mob boss is one obviously he has enough money to support you know however many people's living in this giant mansion gets them all first class tickets to go to Paris. Yeah. Like, that's when uh, Joe Pesci walks in as the cop. He's like, "What am I under arrest or something?" Like he's like kind of paranoid. Okay. Uh, well, that so, makes sense because they use uh, the alliteration to something relatable. It's not just like, oh, this is what happened because this is what we're right. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's just like, I was wondering if you ever heard those theories, if you had your own theory about what his dad possibly did to no, afford everything. No. I, I never even put two and two together. I never even like that never occurred to me like, oh, this is what he did. And who's to say what Catherine O'Hara, you know, his mom did as well. I, I don't know. Right, and, and, and like the other theory I think goes with is that's why his brother was such an asshole because he was he was like like a, a tough guy muscle. That's why he was so cold towards like Kevin and dude. That totally actually makes a lot of sense. Uncle Frank's character, 
Right, and then they, that's why he's such a cheapskate and everything because he got by for so much for so long. And like, yeah, it's a, it's it's a pretty interesting theory. Like, none of it's proven, you know. I think it was just he just happens to be a rich guy. I think that's just the real plot of it. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense, though. I never put two and two together. Even like the way that he speaks too, like ah, Kevin, you know, like yeah, that just that, yeah, yeah, that's the nail on the head right there. I yeah, because they they all because they all kind of have like like New York accent for living in Chicago and yeah. And then obviously the sequel, they go to New York, but <laughs> right, right. Because uh, the mom forgot him again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the sequence. I think it's in the second one. Remember, they were like, pass this to Kevin, pass this to Kevin. And they're like, oh, Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. <laughs> right. And they're just all nonchalant about it. And then she starts yeah. laughing and screams. Yeah. And then, oh, dude, we didn't even mention freaking John Candy's character. Like, oh, you know, polka, polka, polka. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Rest in peace, John Candy. I he know. was truly, truly underrated. I love Which how. Actually, you, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, this is, this is a video I saw a long time ago. So, have you ever heard of a, a movie called uh, a Tuck? A T T U K. No, I've definitely seen obscure John Candy films though. Go ahead. So it was supposed to be like a fish out of water, and Eskimo comes to New York. It was supposed to be this giant comedy. So I'm gonna list you off the names that were, that were scheduled to play the lead of it. Okay. The first one was uh was uh John Belushi. Okay. All right. Then it w- then it went to uh oh the comedian where he's like, Oh my god, uh Sam uh, Kinnison. Sam Kinnison, yeah. Then it went to John Candy, then it went to Chris Farley. Damn, dude. And they all died before the filming <laughs> of the movie. And then what was uh Chris Farley's was- last one? I think it was like almost famous or almost heroes or whatever. His official last one was uh Dirty Work. With uh, Norm, with Norm McDonald. Also rest in peace. Yeah, that was funny. And he actually died during the filming, and they got his brother to fill in for the rest of Chris Farley's scenes. That's a trip. I did not know that. But yeah, like so, like that that script for a tuck that actually they had been deemed cursed and is actually officially locked away right now. <laughs> I just picture. I'm sorry. I picture like a movie script, like behind bars. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah. Who said that? <laughs> Oh man, tuck, you right, man. <laughs> oh man, you gotta go. Oh yeah, I gotta go put my kids to bed, man. All right, you uh, you able to call me back, or uh, I mean, we can always do another recording another day, and I can just add it in later. Yeah, we'll figure something. Like I'll get, I'll text you here in a few minutes. I'll let you know what's going on, and then we'll go from there. All right, no worries, bro. If not, by all means, it's always a pleasure. All right, man, it's been fun. All right, bro. All right, later. Late. In the words of Negan from The Walking Dead, back to it. <laughs> or, uh, or the, or remember the lame uh, dinosaur movie, We're Back? Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I remember when that came out, though. I, I, it was huge because I was like, oh, dude, they're doing like a spinoff, like Land Before Time. Let me watch it. And as a kid, right. you like it. And I watched it like, I don't know, a few years ago. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. You're not missing anything. But uh, we're back for the third time. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> dude it's life we you know we have things we have to do and take care of i was trying to reminisce in my head though like i was like okay sequences that i wanted to talk about like i loved uh when like kevin like pinches that girl's ass in the second one who is that lady i don't remember who it is i don't know who yeah she's somebody right because like you said there was a star-studded cast or even uh i love when uh remember he's just getting clips of like angels with filthy souls in the second one he's like billy bob mo cliff with the gimpy leg you were smoking with everybody <laughs> 
<laughs> and it hit it hit, struck a chord with somebody. What was yeah. that 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 really old looking guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he was like, It wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, because yeah, like what he pinches her butt and she, he yeah. turns around and then she looks at Marv and punches yeah. him in the face, right? Do you remember like, what he, he I it. remember. I remember what he says. Do you? Uh, yeah, Monchari. Yeah. Which is funny. Which is funny that we brought that up because uh, me and Jamie have been watching the new Wednesday show on Netflix. Any good? It's really good, surprisingly. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, I definitely advise giving it a shot. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, because you know, Gomez is like, Mola me, and yeah. Okay, right on. Dude, I know I've seen those movies, but I don't remember anything about them, the uh, ones that came out in the 90s. I remember the first one. I don't remember the sequels. I don't, I don't remember anything about them. You know, the thing, I, I can't remember which one is like, uh, the Girl Scout walks up to her door, and he's like, uh, we're selling Girl Scout cookies. And she's like, are they made with real Girl Scouts? And... <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, what is it? Remember when they, like, first get to New York? He's like, ah, freedom. No, it smells like fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were in that fish market. He's like, yeah. he's like, no, it's fish. <laughs> like, little nuances like that crack me up, dude. Oh, yeah, it's subtle. It's, like, little subtle Huber things that were, like, the 90s were yeah. very, very much, like, they mastered with subtlety. Yeah. It's like I was telling you, like, the, the first Dumb and Dumber movie versus the sequel. The first movie, the jokes were very subtle. Where yeah. the, the second one, they were trying to make it very blatant. And it just wasn't as funny. Yeah, yeah. When he's, like, in the uh, the wheelchair, he was like, I faked like I was handicapped for, like, 30 years or whatever. And you're like, what the hell? Right. More like the joke in the first one was, like, when they're complaining about not being able to find jobs, it's like, yeah, unless you want to work 40 hours a week, thinking it was going to be, like, 40 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's subtle humor that was funny, but then, like, okay, we're just going to make them, like, actually stupid now. And I mean, and when you hear that, it's basically an iteration of, like, modern kind of slapstick humor. Like, so they might not be physically beating each other, but they're verbally beating each other. So, therefore, you kind of paint that image in your mind. Does that make sense? Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, that's totally like a Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy kind of joke. But Absolutely. That's, that's funny. Like the, uh, who's, the who's on first kind of joke kind of thing. Oh, dude, to- oh my God, yes. Well, that was, uh, what, Abbott and Costello? Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm totally making food. I feel like every time you and I do this, I'm like, yep, I'm going to be a fat ass now. It's all right. <laughs> um, so, and then I remember, uh, what is it? Like, they're, like, waiting at the door. What is that? What is that? It's, it was the sound of a tool chest falling down the <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and then that always tripped me out, like, a little, like, they crack their nose and everything. Ooh. Right, so. <laughs> 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 yeah. Then they th- what, what was that? What was that <clears throat> bar thing that he threw? Was that a pipe? Yeah, it looked like some sort of like black, uh, kind of like the circumference of like a PVC pipe, but I think it was steel. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which I want to know what kind of protein that kid was drinking because he lifted that thing like it was nothing. And <laughs> Well, you and I both know it's a movie prop, but I see what you're saying. They made it really yeah, you know. And then what the hell was that like green goo that he put on like the bar when like Harry was trying to like swing in? It was like some slime stuff he bought from the toy store, I remember. Okay, so he got it from the toy store. I guess I don't remember that. I I, I want to say that's what I, I I remember it from. I could be wrong, uh-huh. but that yeah, it was either that or it was like some kind of shampoo that he bought or something. Okay, 
Dude. Yeah, because that's that's when he like slides like in like through like five different rooms into the paint uh the paint uh big old paint wall. Yeah. Yeah. Big old thing of cans, yep, yep. <laughs> the hair makes me wonder, I've like, reached the top. Yeah, I love that part, yes. <laughs> he pulls on the rope and it's like what, like the concrete lands on his head or something? Yeah. Like as much <laughs> as I love as much as I love Joe Pesci, man, it, to me Daniel Stern was the one that kind of made those movies. Oh yeah. I mean, they they obviously had great chemistry. They worked great together. Oh yeah, and like like you said, the, the versatile acting of Joe Pesci is just like you're never going to see anything like that ever again. No, and I totally am on board with, you know, if you had to choose one of the two, yeah, I, I think I want to say almost everybody, probably our age, friends, whoever would probably agree that yeah, Marv was the one who stole the show totally. Because like I said, his stuff was kind of subtle, like uh, yeah. like when uh, when they when they hided the the playhouses inside the toy store. Yeah. Yeah. And they're breaking open the, uh, the registers and stuff. He's like, Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. Wow, no. You know, he says, happy Hanukkah Marv. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah Marv. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know we said it like a little while ago, but like uh, Daniel Stern is just so criminally underrated. He needed to go further in his life. In his career. Yeah. I loved a uh, bushwhacked. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think I still have it on DVD, to be honest with you. Knowing you, you got it on LaserDisc. <laughs> now I was never a LaserDisc guy. <laughs> for, the longest how... time, for, like, for the longest time, I had no idea those were LaserDisc at the video store. I thought those were like like soundtracks, like records. Okay, that makes sense. It's, yeah, essentially the same size, I think, so I get it. Yeah, because like, like, we'd, we'd, like when I was a kid, we'd go into like, like, uh, Suncoast, uh, like the Suncoast store and the mall and everything. Well, that's how the records would be. Like that's how they'd be displayed. So when I saw them in a at the video store, I just thought there you could rent the soundtrack, and I had no idea that Laserdisc was even a thing. Uh, I think that was. I remember watching at a buddy's house. Uh, I think it was Halloween four and five on Laserdisc, but I don't remember ever seeing the player. I don't remember him seeing putting the disc in. I just remember watching it, and we watched it on that format. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I don't even think I've ever seen a movie on Laserdisc to this day. But, I mean, dude, they, it, you know, if you've seen VHS, uh, 4K, HD, whatever, I mean, they're, they're all the same after a while. Right. Um, fuck, what else was I going to say? The, uh, sorry, dumb eating. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> um, the first one. Or is it the second one? Yeah, where like Buzz is playing the candles on his head. Yeah, that's the beginning of the the first one when they have that that weird little mock trial with the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like he, it pans over to like all of them, and then like they spill like the soda on the plane tickets or whatever. Yeah, look at what you did, you little twerp. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the kid that played his cousin in that was was his little brother in real life. That's right. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you finally see them like reunite in uh, what is it like? I know. I think his brother's in like Scott Pilgrim or whatever. His brother was in a lot of like indie films. Like I can't remember the movie. It was a very independent movie with uh, Jeff Daniels in it, okay. where he was he was a writer that had a uh, like an, had an imaginary friend, and Ryan Reynolds played the imaginary friend. Dude, I I love like obscure Ryan Reynolds stuff too. Like you ever seen the Voices? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that movie. But yeah, like like he was like, but his brother was in that. He played the Emma Stone's uh, boyfriend in it. And, okay. 
And then uh, he, he actually just not uh, how long ago it was. It had to be two, three years ago. He just did the movie about the the black metal band Mayhem. That was I thought it was good. The black metal community hated it, but I thought it was pretty good. For sure, I definitely remember the band. Didn't the guy like I don't know kill himself on stage or something? Yeah, and that's depicted. No, he didn't do it in, uh, on stage. He, it was in a house, and he wrote the, these real like weird like suicide notes and stuff. And oh, okay. Never, never really listened to him, but I mean, I know of them. Uh, like black metal was like I viewed it the same way I viewed like like the like the hardcore punk albums that we love that very raw, very dirty kind of sound. Fair enough. The only difference was like punk was like dealing with was trying to record with all that they had, where black metal did it on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Like they wanted it to sound as bad as possible, which, you know, they succeeded. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, <clears throat> what was it? Because the third movie I remember has the kid who is in the Liar Liar. Justin Cooper. You would know. <laughs> just just he, like you knew the fucking White Ranger sword was Simba. Saba. <laughs> <laughs> No, because Justin Cooper had like a real good run there for a couple of years, and then I think he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of child actors kind of did that. Same with like the kid from like Stuart Little. You're like, what the hell happened to him? Or like the kid who uh, played Anakin in like Phantom Menace. I'm like, what the hell happened to him? Actually, I've, I heard that he like he got so much hate mail for doing that role oh, that like it, it did it deterred him from acting. And... That's nuts. Kind of like how like Rick Moranis stopped acting because like he had to take care of his wife or something. Uh, kind of like yeah, kind of similar. Yeah, I mean that was the only thing I could relate it to. Um, oh boy. Uh, yeah, because I don't think I've ever seen Frank in anything else. I've definitely seen Catherine O'Hara. She was on uh, that Beetlejuice show. Well, yes, yeah, she was in Beetlejuice. Yes, but no, she was on. Oh my god, it's a it's a it's a comedy. Uh, it takes place in like the woods, and Eugene Levy's in it. His son's in it, Daniel Levy. Oh my god! Was that a, uh, a Shit's Creek. Creek? Yeah, yeah, that show was hilarious, man. I, really I actually have not watched it. it yet. My parents oh. talked about it a lot. They said yeah. it was really funny, and dude, it is. Yeah, and it's actually it's really short too. It's maybe only like thirty or forty episodes. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, it's a short show. It's fucking funny. Um, yeah, like I said, Eugene Levy's in it, and then the guy from uh, Scary Movie Two, grab my strong hand, whatever his name is, he's in it. Oh, like, the guy that's in everything, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> he's was in- like that meme on <laughs> Facebook where it gives you that big list of actors. Like it said, uh, actors that you that you see in everything but have no idea what their names are, and it has this whole pic, all these pictures of the actors. And you're like, yeah, totally, I know who all these people are, but no idea what their names are. That's funny <laughs> because he's basically the token white guy compared to like how Samuel Jackson shows up and everything. Right. <laughs> oh man. What a. So the second one. Oh yeah, they jump out of the toy store, and then remember they land on like the seesaw or whatever, and then uh, isn't that like how? Yeah, yeah. He like launches up in the air or something. Yeah, and he smashes into the roof of a car, completely caving it in. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, like Mar- Marv was just amazed. I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of yeah, the wow, what a hole! That makes me think like, like I love how like, why would that guy have an apartment that just has like a huge hole in the ground or a house or wherever the hell you know what I mean? Like, well, uh, well, earlier in the movie, because they're uh, they're because they're trying to figure out where uh, Kevin is. Mm-hmm. His uh, 
his dad says, you think he'd be smart enough to go to my brother's house? He says, aren't they renovating? Yeah, so that could have been one of it. And I wonder, is he referring to Frank? I don't know. I don't think so, because I think Fr- Frank's on the flight with them, isn't he? Because that's the, yeah. Yeah, what I want to ruin your fun, Mr. Cheapskate. And... Yeah, yeah. What do, uh, for some reason, this uh, scene just popped in my head. It's the first one where, like, remember they're on the plane, and, uh, John Hurd's talking to Catherine O'Hara, and he's like, or what does she say? She, or uh, he's like, I think I left the garage open. He says, like, sent, like, that's so, like, just, that's relevant to just everybody all the time, whether you're camping, going to a hotel for the night or whatever. We all are like, did I leave the lights on? What did I, you know, like, you all forget. Right. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, when she finally, when she finally figures out on the flight yeah. that Kevin's not there, mm-hmm. and, uh, Frank tries to console you, it makes it feel any better. I, I forgot my reading glasses. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dick, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, what is it when she goes to like Chicago police and uh, remember like the cop is totally eating a donut it's so like 90s <laughs> yeah <laughs> then when she uh, she goes to the and when she goes to the uh, the hotel and yeah. she's like what, what kind of idiots do you have working here and she's like the finest in New York <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> 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 And she ends up like oh, smacking yeah. Tim Curry. And he's trying not to. He's trying not to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh uh, wait, what is it? Is it the second one? Yeah, where he has the staple gun. Remember, and then he's like pulling the cord through like the door, like the doorknob or something. Yes, because he looks into the peephole and yeah, like, and he takes yeah, he takes one right in the face, and he's like, ow. <laughs> like he ta- he takes one like literally up his ass, and then he turns yeah. around, it goes into his crotch, and then it goes yeah. into his face. And... Yeah, it goes into his nose. Oh my god. Yeah. But if anybody's just tuning in now, I think we'd be talking about something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me dying, dude. The way that, for some reason, the way that that was shot, what came into my mind was I don't know if you remember, like the end of a uh, Three Ninjas Kickback, where uh, was I think Colt throws like that little ball into the gun, like the way that it was shot. I do remember that. Yeah, and then obviously the gun blows up, and then like the cave starts to crash. Or we'll get into that like another day. We'll talk Three Ninjas, but uh, oh yeah, well that's definitely one you and I got to do is the Three Ninjas movies because all three were great. Oh yeah. Yeah, at least the first. Yeah, the last one, Mega Mountain with Hulk Hogan. It was. Eh. I I didn't even see that one because I I don't I mean, like none of the original actors show, like returned or anything, right. and I, I knew it could be something completely different. So I just yeah. I don't know. Like it's kind of like like the same thing with Home Alone. When they move on with a sequel and it has absolutely mm-hmm. nothing to do with the other movies, it's like I have really no interest. Right, right. Like yeah, if they wanted to do like a, if they wanted to do like a good sequel for Home Alone, they could at least like follow like Buzz or something. Like say Buzz goes to college. All, all yeah. people leave for the for the holidays or whatever, and like mm-hmm. someone's trying to break into the college to steal something. I also, oh, dude, for some reason I was thinking. Remember, uh, I always loved uh, the one sequence too in the second one. It's so stupid, but he's like, you "Mind if I practice my cannibals? Go ahead." <laughs> and he yeah, then his, his, his shorts come off. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Yikes!" I feel like that like definitely revolutionized like that phrase. Like everybody was like, "Yikes!" Everybody said it. Yeah, and then the yikes pencils that came out in the nineties. Yep, and then I think it also coined. Everybody was asking if anyone would mind if they did cannonballs at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, man, that that sh- those two movies gave us a pretty vast vocabulary. <laughs> or I even loved the uh, what is it? He has like the cardboard cutout of like Michael. Je- or, I was about to say Jackson, Michael Jordan on the train set, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's the rock and around. Cr- yeah, 
And then uh, when they're running through the airport and it's uh, Chuck Berry's uh, Run Run Rudolph. Um, and he's like looking for the batteries. Yeah, well, that's the second one. Yeah, yeah. Because he's looking for the batteries for the talk boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of like a little side tangent here because uh, yeah. you brought up Chuck Berry. Yeah. Did you ever see the video of Chuck Berry with John Lennon? No, I am a Beatles fan. Look it up. It is hilarious. Because, you know, <laughs> okay. like, I, obviously, I'm not a Beatles fan, but I do understand what they mean to people. It's mm-hmm. just not my cup of tea, but I do understand what they are. So for, like, John Lennon and Chuck Berry to be, like, singing together, I understand that was a huge deal. So as they're playing, they're doing – I think they're doing uh, Run, Johnny, Run, I think is what it's called. Okay. But anyway, they're sitting there playing along. It's on live TV. Then out of nowhere, like, Yoko Ono just goes, ah, like, into the microphone. <laughs> and huh? you, you see Chuck Berry's eyes get so big. <laughs> huh. Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> For some reason, when you said that, it made me think of uh, what is it? Um, Jimmy Fallon. He does um, basically like a Doors music video, and he plays Jim Morrison. But it's the uh, the Reading Rainbow song, and he That's does it hilarious, so well. dude. It's great. I'll have to send you a link. Um, but anyway, yeah, Home Alone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the first two movies were definitely like I, I don't know if revolutionary is like the, is the right word, but it was definitely like a time capsule. For that yeah. time, you know what I mean? No, for holiday it, movies, because holiday right. movies were still big, right? Big at the every year, and they were actually well-made holiday movies. Right, and nothing of that type of caliber of a comedic action comedy or whatever has been done or replicated since and had the same quality value to it. Right, and like you said, it was very much like cross-genre. Like, it was part family, it was part comedy, it was part action, part home invasion, like, yeah, and if you if you really want to get down to it, it's kind of slightly a horror film because that's a two burglars breaking into a house when there's a little yeah. kid. Like that's terrifying, you know. Yeah, yeah, meets kind of like uh, like straw dogs, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's actually an original. I don't know if you've seen it with uh, Dustin Hoffman. It's it's pretty cool. I think I actually have seen it. I just don't remember too much of it. Most people remember the newest one with uh, Kate Bosworth. I think was her name in that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like, I'm drawing a blank on that one. You're good. She was from a uh, Blue Crush, the first one. I definitely watched the sequel, and it was trash. <clears throat> oh yeah, I guess you being a surfer, those movies would catch you, right? Well, I mean, dude, and it, dude, come on, it also had POD, man. It was a uh, th- that was like the soundtrack to that movie. <laughs> that and Little Nicky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really yeah. <a> good. <laughs> this whole movie's about hell. We need a Christian like metal band. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what else was there that I wanted to touch on? Because um, I remember there were, like, the Wet Bandits, and then they were, like, the Sticky Bandits or whatever. Oh, yeah, I think it was the second one. It was the Sticky Bandits, because he, like, put his hand in, like, that gooey tape, and then they got, like, glass on it or something. Yeah, because the first movie, they called himself the Wet Bandits, because yeah. when they would break it, he would he would flood the houses. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, like, turned the sink on or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but then in the second one, he wraps his hand in tape, and he sticks his hand inside one of those, like, Salvation Army coin things. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> it's like, we're no longer the wet bandits. We're the sticky bandits. <laughs> oh, yeah, I also forgot to mention, I want to say it's the first one where that, like, Santa Claus, he was like, uh, here, here's a Tic Tac. Don't spoil your dinner. No, 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 don't be silly. That was a specific cameo. I want to say that it was John Hughes. That's a trip. That was John Hughes? I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was actually John Hughes. 
I'll look it up later. We'll figure it out. Uh, I did remember that the name of the pizza brand was Litter Nero's. There you go. Yeah, a little product placement, a little Caesar. I get it. Uh, I think he even said, like, each time when he dropped the pizza off, he's like, that'll be twenty two fifty, And then he, like, turned on the Angels with Filthy Souls. And then I think, didn't he put, like, firecrackers in the uh, trash can, I think? He put firecrackers in a, in a, in a pot for, okay. so it'd be louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the acoustics, I get it. That's funny. Which is like, oh. how the, like, I remember, like, wa- again, watching, like, the hindsight's 2020. It's like, when that happens, how were the cops not called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Did that kid just go back to work like nothing happened? Or were he like, dude, this dude just shot at me? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, what is it when, uh, <laughs> it's the first one, yeah, when Marv puts his head through the dog door and then Kevin's like, hello, and just shoots him in the face with a BB gun. <laughs> Would you've ever, if you've ever been shot with a BB gun before, yeah, it doesn't feel good. No, hell no. At least not a BB gun. I've definitely grew up playing airsoft, but yeah, I got, my buddy accidentally shot me with a BB gun once. But that that sucked. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Air quotes, accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what else? They uh, what is it that he like? Remember, he heats up that like rod iron something, puts it on the doorknob, and then he burns his hand. And he has the M on his hand. Yep. Oh, that's right. Cause he falls down like the basement stairs. I, I think that was Marv. Yeah. He like wet, he wet the stairs and he falls down all of them. Remember, he's like, Ugh, like <laughs> 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 see, I told you, man, it's like that subtle, like, like you said, that slapstick kind of humor where it was just absolutely hilarious. And like I said, I feel like he did, I mean, I'm not knocking Joe Pesci. I think you and I both are just a Marv fan. And uh, because I mean, I remember it was a big deal because obviously it was a kid's movie. So therefore they didn't want to curse. But remember, you know, you would hear Harry under his breath, like, you know, and it, right. It, and, you, and you know what he's saying now. But yeah, of course. But I think that was the intention because like, you know, uh, Marv is like the silly, goofy one. The other ones, the very serious one. So I think the intention was, like, OK, we know everybody's going to like him because he's silly. And mm hmm. Yeah, because like, because towards it, like, Marv even has like almost a like a likability to him, where Harry does not. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Harry's just he's just a scumbag all the way through. Like even at the end, he's attempting to bite Kevin's fingers off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then so what was that, it? That was the first one, right? When he's on the back of the door. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna bite these off one at a time. It's like, yeah. dude, that is sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, I'm pretty sure Chicago has the death penalty, man. I think that counts for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how you said earlier, that makes me think of like Looney Tunes. Remember there was like the, uh, the little mob guy and then there was the big tall one. He's like, okay, boss, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. When he, uh, yeah. Cause he's like, I remember he's like, he's handing out all the money and bugs, but he's popping up as different characters and taking yeah. all the money. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Like he's, uh, was it? it was like Muggsy and I can't remember the other guy's name. I just remember Muggsy. Mm-hmm. It was some kind of stereotypical, like fifties, like noir gangster mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. But I remember at the end of the the second movie when yeah. they're getting arrested, and he's like, "You guys missed the presents," and Marv's like, "We missed the presents," and he starts like spilling all the beans because he wants to open the presents in prison. <laughs> oh yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Harry's yeah. just like he, Harry's like kicking him the whole time, telling yeah. him to shut up. Yeah, he's like, "Shut up, Marv." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like we missed the presents. <laughs> That's like all he's worried about. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He has like ability to him where Harry was just a straight scumbag throughout all of it. They almost, uh, I feel like, kind of 
spinoff and the Farley Brothers insert here in 1995, I feel like they're kind of like younger versions of maybe like Dumb and Dumber per se almost. Because I picture like how Marv would have been like uh, Jim Carrey's character, like Lloyd, he would have been like, what if they shot you in the face? That was a risk we were willing, <laughs> we were to, willing take. to take. <laughs> 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 She caught me in the lobby. Uh, they put, gave me this bulletproof vest and gave me a gun. <laughs> Harry, you're alive, but you're a horrible, horrible shot. shot. <laughs> we'll have to do that one next, man. Dude, I love the way he holds the gun too. But oh my god, um, <laughs> fucking, what else? Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, he did have. Uh, I think it's in the second one where uh, Harry has the gun. Remember, and it's covered in like that sticky goo shit that he fell on from the bar. Yeah, and he yeah he can't he can't pull the hammer back even though yeah, it's a revolver. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's trying to. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, I forgot about that. What is what does uh, his dad say at the end? He's like, Kevin, you spent nine thousand dollars on around room service. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you spent nine thousand dollars on room service because his uh yeah because uh Rob Schneider gives uh mm-hmm. gives Buzz the bill and mm-hmm. Buzz gives him his chewed up gum. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he's like he's like Merry Christmas indeed because he's happy because he gets to get Kevin in trouble again like because he's mm-hmm. a horrible brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that just goes beyond like Big Brother hazing. <laughs> I mean, and what's weird is you know that Kevin throughout both films he looks like relatively the same age, but Buzz looked like he aged like ten years in the sequel. Yeah, no doubt. Like yeah, because in the first movie he looks like he's probably about like thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. and then he looks like he's like middle aged. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like he looks divorced. <laughs> like he went through war or something. It was like literally like what a year later or so the second one came out and you know, he he looks like he had a mortgage and went to jail and <laughs> <laughs> he voted twice <laughs> for Reagan. And that's what I'm saying. Like if they would have wanted to do a proper sequel, I would have like done something with Buzz. Like it probably would have been a one-off straight to DVD crap. But like I think it would have made more sense to keep following the family, just do different. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fun fact: actually, Buzz was a uh, a nephew of Larry the Cable Guy. Was is he really? No. Oh. <laughs> do you know Larry the Cable Guy's real name? Uh, Buzz. Dan Whitney. You would know that. No, because I actually I. I I don't know. Like I said, when I'm I'm at work, I'm in a truck. I have things that just randomly pop up on my YouTube, and that was like one of them. Like because he was Dan Whitney, a comedian, and the cable guy was just a character he would do on stage. Okay. Like he doesn't actually have like a real Southern accent or or anything. I wonder if uh, <laughs> like kind of like how like, an, like it's kind of like Andrew Dice Clay. He was Andrew Silverstein, and the Dice Man was a character that he did, and then that one just kind of took off. I wonder if that's what it says like on his driver's license, like. Hey, you're Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You're good at like Mater Lane or something for Disney's Pixar car. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, that was one. Of, that was one kids movie. Like, like I watch all my kid, my kid movies with my kids, and a yeah. lot of them I, I can handle. Mm-hmm. Cars for some reason was one of them I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. That's fine, man. No worries. I mean, the ride's really cool at Disneyland. And never been. Eh, I mean, you can save your money. I mean, it's like a three hundred dollars freaking ticket. You're not, you're not missing anything, bro. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure for my kids, we'll go at some point. Yep. And the best ride is going to be the uh, air conditioned bus ride back to the parking lot. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad you watched him. 
<laughs> it's like it's the only place where you could walk around in a hundred degree weather and still gain weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll go get something to eat. It's I'm so, gonna go get yeah. something to eat, then we'll go get something to eat. It's so true though, it's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> what room are you staying in? Oh yeah, yeah, the old lady. <laughs> I made the I made this swimsuit for my clothes or my curtains. <laughs> <laughs> He's hilarious, man. Every one of his specials is hilarious. It is funny. And then I love how, like, she's clearly, like, suffering from dementia, like, after that. And then she's like, what room am I staying in? (laughs) (laughs) A while back, uh, Jerry Seinfeld had a show on Netflix called called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, each episode he would have like some like really cool car. And the Jim Gaffigan episode, it was Jim's, like, like, he had a, this, like, almost looks like an old school VW like bus. Uh-huh. And it had the awning on the side of it that he could pull that he can uh put out. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm gonna have to watch I I've definitely watched some. I don't think I've watched it religiously, but uh, uh like, some of the episodes you can pass. Like the funny ones I remember was like Jim Carrey was a good one. The Seth Rogan one was really good. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know, as I got older, I became a Seinfeld fan. I, I couldn't stand it growing up, but like being older watching same. the show, it's like, okay, same. this is pretty funny. Yeah, same. I was younger and I was like, nope, I uh, didn't care for it. And uh, like I, when, get it. I get it now. Like when I was a kid, like uh, I would stay up to tape uh, King of the Hill, which came on about 11, from 11 to, to 12, it'd be two episodes. Yeah. Then the second I heard like the Seinfeld music, okay, that told me it was time <laughs> to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I had a keyboard that had a slap bass uh, sound on it. Whenever like my dad would come home, I would just start playing that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I think that about wraps it up, dude. For Home Alone, man. I mean, I can't really think. I think of so. Anything, you know. I think, I, yeah. The first. I think we great. stretched it out for over an hour. <laughs> yeah, between three episodes, the first seven minute one, and then the twenty eight whatever. Or, I can't remember what it was, but uh. We'll definitely put these three together, and then I'll do a little factoid in the beginning, and we'll uh, I'll add that for sure. Yeah, it was a good time, sir. You there? Damn. Well, if I lost you, uh, have a good night, bud. <laughs> uh, Osman, uh, kicking ass podcast. Uh, that was his second appearance. Well, with me. Right. Oh, I think I'm are. back. Damn. My, 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 just... <laughs> my, my, yeah, I was talking that whole time. And you're like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh, what I was funny. saying, my, my phone had turned itself off. So, cause you don't have to leave, you have to leave the screen on for it to yeah, record. Yeah. I, I was like, hello? <laughs> but no, like what I was saying was, it's like, uh, like I definitely, like, I, I still, I still think these movies very much hold up. And my kids oh, yeah. are kind of y- young right now to pay attention to it, but I'm looking forward to showing them it to, to see their reactions of it. And, Absolutely. And for the holiday spirit, we can definitely find maybe like another goofy like Christmas comedy or something like, uh, you know, the Christmas vacation or something. That'd be a good one because it's a funny yeah, one. It is a funny one. Um, another star started cast as well. Oh, dude, totally. Uh, I, I, I still think my favorite uh, vacation film is probably the first one, dude. I know it like the back of my hand. It's funny because like you've ever been on a road trip with your family. It's dead on. It's pretty close. Yeah. And it's still yeah, it's still relatively uh, relevant. Um, relatively relevant indeed yes <laughs> it sounds like a 
crappy dinosaur name or something like a scientist was like hey, that's the old relatively relevant source but... <laughs> it, it has gills yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I just popped in my head no it's funny it makes me think of like old gill from like the simpsons oh man i love the simpsons um so i'm trying to think was there yeah there was product placement like i said little caesars there was obviously the talk boy which spawned a, a bunch of toys in relation to that um pepsi yeah yeah there was yeah pepsi right that was the first film i think right maybe the second one too i can't remember i think the second one actually might i don't remember there being any like like pop or i'm sorry soda uh, <laughs> you're good man no no you're, I, it's a midwest thing i get it i know i remember you know going down to the south and i'm like hey can i get you know a soda they're like yeah you want a coke well what kind i'm like it's just yeah yeah i'm like what the hell <laughs> then you come to ohio and it's all pop that's fine. My dad still calls it fountain drink. And I'm like, Dad, what is this? The 1800s? Like, chill out. The fountain drink, soft drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the <laughs> the dark colored uh, carbonated beverage, please. <laughs> the one with the weird syrup in it. <laughs> yeah, for real. That nobody knows what it is. Except aspartame's in it, which dissolves your bones and you get osteoporosis. Enjoy. Oh, I am. I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I had a cactus cooler earlier. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Well, like I said, I went to uh, my truck appointment and uh, they were like, <laughs> I, I grabbed it from uh, the fridge and I was like, are these complimentary? They're like, no. And I gave them that look and I, I hang on. I, I gave them that look and I was like, it's complimentary, right? And they were like, yeah, you can have it. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, one and two. I, I don't remember like three at all, but uh. I remember it enough, but it, like it was okay. I will give it that, but it was just nowhere near the, the tier that the first two were. No way, and I think even IMDb gave it like a four or something. I want to say the first one, like I said, is like seven, 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 eight. I think the sequel was at least like a six, eight, or a seven. Um, but uh, yeah, four, the third one was crap. Like I just I remember certain gags. I don't remember the app, the overall story. I think it was something no. super far fetched, like something like with like nuclear bomb microchips or something and <laughs> what the hell like for real i'm not kidding it was some kind of like weird microchip that could like offset like armageddon or something oh, okay uh bruce willis is armageddon that's right right on <laughs> q, q, q aerosmith yeah <laughs> and i want to close my <laughs> <laughs> it's like i do this movie sucks <laughs> <laughs> it had like a huge it was like a huge deal, though. I remember when it came out. I think I was like ten or eleven, and I still don't think I've ever watched it. I was just joking about it being like it's a, it's okay. It's a disaster, you know, love story. And I like the old uh, disaster. I think it's I want to say Charlton Heston's like earthquake from the seventies. That one's cool. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, it's what inspired like the uh, the backdrop slash like uh, tram ride at uh, Universal Studios. They have like a little studio set up for like an earthquake. It's pretty cool. All right. Because <laughs> um, all people traveling from California or, or whatever are going to want to experience another earthquake, right? Dude, yeah. And what is it? Uh, what is it? My Blue Heaven. You ever seen that one? Uh-uh. With uh, Steve Martin and uh, Rick Moranis. I was going to say, I don't remember the premise off the top of my head, but I remember they're all like out at like at a restaurant and they're, um, you know, like big CEO executives. And like, I think Rick Moranis' character is like, oh my God, do you feel that? And Steve Martin's like, oh yeah, it's just another earthquake. They're like trying to eat and like drink at the same time while the earthquake's going off and just killing everything. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. He's like, I think it's a six, seven this time around like off the Richter scale. They're just like so casual about it. Right. <laughs> and it's very true. We are kind of like that out here. 
I can't say I've ever experienced one, and I don't think I want to, to be honest with no, you. No, dude, it's yeah, it's scary. Um, we get we get tornadoes. That's it. No thanks. And really, really gnarly storms. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> well, besides you and I just rambling about life in general, I mean, I'm trying to think like what else? Uh, Home Alone. I think we touched up on everything, or at least that I wanted to touch up on. Uh, we covered on, we covered a lot. Yeah, we hit as the points. As... We you know we said like what like how that we liked it and then uh, all the things that we thought were fun yeah I thought it was pretty good pretty good show it was yeah it was very very few that i like disliked from either one or two um, right i can't really oh, think of much of anything that was like uh, worth mentioning sure oh what is it? is it the first one yeah when he's like on like the handlebars and he's like sliding into his treehouse he's like whoa you know and then he cuts the fucking rope and then they yep. fly into the house <laughs> yep <laughs> love that oh man Anyway, I think that just about, yeah, because that's really what you want to see in those movies is, you know, Harry and Marv just get annihilated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much least, the, yeah. The, pre- the prequels to Saw. Yeah, 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 the kid version. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's the other, like, joking uh, theory is that Kevin grew up to be Jigsaw. and <laughs> That's funny. I mean, yeah. it's a fan theory. It's obviously not connected, but. No, it's, it's real. It's a true story. He said, like, yeah, Kevin grew up, got cancer, and then he started doing his traps on people. And <laughs> Oh, man. Well, all right, bud. I mean, it's, what, 1030 over there, your time. So, yeah, you should probably yep. get some sleep. Yeah, but uh, always a pleasure. I mean, I hope we can uh, do this as frequent as possible if time permits as well as life permits. Yeah, we'll get it all figured out, man. Yeah, but uh, I'll have to edit these episodes here together. And uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I'm glad you were able to, uh, you know, come on this. Uh, where can people find you? Well, I'm on Spotify, uh, uh, Kicking Ass Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Austin Everhart. Okay. Go to my. If you want to find my book, uh, Blood of the Scion, Austin yeah. James on Amazon. There you go. Good time. <clears throat> I will admit that there is a few mistakes in there, but overall, it's a. It's. I think it's a really fun story. It's not your typical vampire story, so. No, and then when people have asked me, I was like, "Yeah, it's basically like." blade meets the violence of american psycho so enjoy yeah exactly so yeah so all right bud well uh you take care and this was a successful episode of martial media montage yes it did take three tries to do this but it is what it is all right man (laughs) all right bro have a good night all right you too bud all right later